Well, before we dig into talking about All Saints Day, uh, we need to look ahead just to a couple of weeks from now, uh, something that we do together as the Trinity family each year, and that is that we will be presenting to the Lord our financial commitments for next year, for 2019, which is hard to believe 2019 is almost here, but it is just a few weeks away. And uh, you will be receiving a mailing, a letter from me, talking a little bit more about this. And in that mailing are two commitment cards that, again, in two weeks, I'd like for you to bring with you to church after you've prayed about it, and we're going to bring them up and offer them up to the Lord, make those commitments to Him. There are two commitment cards. There's two commitments that we make to the Lord here at Trinity. The first one is our faith promise commitment. And this year, you'll see it's got our This Is Us logo on it. But these are the gifts that we offer to the Lord and for the sake of His ministry that make the church work, so to speak. These are the gifts that, well, so we can have worship this morning, and we can have Bible classes and programs and ministries. These gifts support the staff and the upkeep of our our buildings. Some of it goes to our Indiana district. Those are our faith promise gifts to the Lord. The second set of gifts that we give, or the second commitment we make, is for His glory. These are the gifts we offer to the Lord to pay the mortgage on our home, on our church. Currently, we owe just a little bit over $4.8 million, so we've been ticking that down a little bit. Every month, our mortgage payment is $25,000, so $300,000 a year. So we'll be bringing those in a couple of weeks, and let me just say, first of all, thank you for the gifts, for the sacrifices, for the generous support that you already give, because you love the Lord, and you love our Trinity family and what the Lord is doing here among us. Thank you for doing that. And I would just simply ask you to prayerfully consider over the next couple weeks, you or perhaps with your family, what the Lord's laying on your heart for next year, what He's calling you to offer up to Him. Now, the beauty of doing this and why we do it all together is that we're in it together, right? We are a family. God has entrusted Trinity to all of us. It's our ministry to take care of, but it's his, right? But he entrusts it to us to, to take care of it. And so we do this together. God gives different things to every one of us, but we take from what he's given to each of us, and then we all do our part, and that's what makes a family work. That's how it works together. And so, again, thank you for prayerfully considering this over the next couple of weeks, and thank you for being a part of the Trinity family. That may sound a little bit strange, but We can all be other places, and we could all be doing other things, but the Lord has called us here, and you've heard that call, and you've responded to that call, and and here you are. Even those of you who are our guests this morning, you must say, well, you know, this must be for all the members. No, thank you for being a part of our Trinity family this morning. We hope you feel welcome here and that you are a part of, of who we are, because When I say we're a part of this family, I don't mean just the role that we play or the money that we give. Every one of us here this morning, member, guest, doesn't matter, young, old, every one of us has a story. And every one of us has a connection to God and to his family, even if that connection is just sort of starting right now even. And that's what we've been talking about over the last several weeks in our This Is Us series, It's been all about who we are as God's family, how we are connected to him and how we're connected to each other and the stories that we have. So as we dig in a little bit now into All Saints Day, I have something special for you this morning. I'd like to introduce you 
uh, to one of your sisters here at Trinity, if you don't know Merle already, and she's already going, oh no, I'm not going to ask you to talk, Merle. You've already done this, right? I have a video of Merle, but if you know Merle, to know Merle is to love Merle, right? Those of us who know Merle. And she has a story like every one of us. And in this video, she's going to share with us a little bit of her own story, but also the story of her father. Merle's dad, Mr. George Walt, was the principal of Trinity Lutheran School for 40 years, 1936 to 1976. And our Lutheran school, we've got several of our children here this morning who attend our Lutheran school. Lutheran school was a little bit different back then, and Merle's going to tell us a little bit about that. So if we can hit the lights and take a look at this.
Well, thank you, Merle, for sharing this morning, uh, your, a little bit of your story and the story of your dad. I'm just curious, I know this is going to date some people, but how many of you maybe had Mr. Wolt in school? Proudly, there, there's a hand that goes up proudly to have Mr. Mr. Wolt. I mean, when I listen to that, like, oh, he taught all eight grades, and he started the furnace, and he was the janitor, and he was the coach, and he was the organ player. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> did he ever sleep? <laughs> um, but then you realize everything that we have today is from people like Mr. Wolt and what they've done, the sacrifices that they made, and they've passed down to us. That's a big part of what All Saints Day is about. And the good news is that I, I can't wait till the day I get to heaven and I get to meet Mr. Wolt and those who have gone before us and what they have given to us. I want to take us back to our second reading from 1 John today. And John writes this, he says, Beloved, see what love the Father has bestowed on us that we may be called the children of God, and so we are. And sometimes we read the scriptures and we just gloss right over that. Listen to that. The Father has poured out his love on us and we are his children. We are his family. This is us. This is, again, what we've been talking about all fall. So today, as we focus on All Saints Day, it's the opportunity to sort of revel in this family of God, in this great big family of God. Think of this today as we're going to talk about the communion of saints. Think of this as your extended family, and it's huge. It's bigger than your own little family, my own little family. It's bigger than our Trinity family, bigger than the Lutheran family, bigger than the Christian family all over the world. It's bigger than all of that. It's the Old Testament. It's the New Testament. It's everybody since then. It's everybody now. It's everybody that ever will be before Jesus comes again. The communion of saints is all of God's people in heaven and on earth. John also wrote our first reading from Revelation. He had a vision of what this family was like. After this, I had a vision of a great multitude which no one could count from every nation, race, people, and tongue. A sea of people. And and he goes on to describe that they're gathered around the throne of God. And there is the Lamb. There is Jesus. And the family is so thankful. They're worshiping, loving, adoring, thanking Jesus for what he has done for us. For making us into this great big family. I mean, again, it's hard for us to even get our, our minds and our hearts around what is being described here. The design of our church, we've talked about this a little bit before, is, is supposed to help us get a little bit of this perspective. You probably have noticed it's sort of built in a circle, and we're all sitting in half of the circle. This is the earthly side. And up front, you've got signs and symbols of the evangelists and the apostles, and up here, pictures of the disciples, and there's Mary over there because, see, this is the heavenly side of the circle, the saints who have gone before us. Now imagine with me, though, there were more pews on both sides, pews and pews and pews rippling out from here, beyond the walls, beyond what your eyes could see, going on and on and on, rippling out from right here in the center. Because who's here in the center for us? The Lamb. Jesus is here, right? We hear His holy word, and in a moment we will see, receive this most precious sacrament. We will... Re- Pastor Davis will lift up and he'll say, Behold the Lamb of God in his body and his blood for you and for me. This is us. This is our family. 
John goes on and he says, Beloved, we are God's children now. This is our family now. Of course, the struggle for us is that it's hard to see it. We don't get to see it with the eyes in our head. We only can see this great big family of God with the eyes of faith, with our hearts. But it's real. The communion of saints is so real. The saints are so close to us. I think sometimes we feel like they're so far away. They are so close to us. The saints surround us. The scriptures talk about how they are cheering us on to finish the race just like they did. We're given their great heroic examples, their virtuous faith. And we see how God, by His grace, what He did in their lives, the great things that He did in their lives, and, and that's what inspires us because we know that same God wants to do great things in our lives. They are so close to us. So close that those who are lost to us in this world are not lost to us, are they? They are alive in Christ. I have stood on sacred ground. When I have stood with families in the back of the church, and as we're getting ready to go in for the funeral, they have their final viewing with their loved one. And I've been standing there sometimes when they walk up to the casket, and they bend down, and they kiss their loved one's body one last time. That is such a holy moment. I, usually I have to look away in reverence. And I think about how many times they kiss their loved one in this life. Maybe the romantic kiss of a spouse, or maybe it was that familial kiss between parents and children. And now they're gone. But they're not gone. They are alive in Christ. And upon those same grieving lips, we receive Jesus, don't we, in this Eucharist. And therefore, in Jesus, we don't just receive Jesus, we receive everything, everyone who belongs to Jesus. He's the connection. When we talk about the communion of saints, He's the communion. He's the union. He's the one that joins us together as this family to Him and to each other. And as we are in Christ, and as they are in Christ, we are joined together in Jesus. So those of you who this morning, as you come here and we celebrate all saints, and it's filled with joy and hope, but it also has sorrow because you miss your loved one, and you wish, man, if I could, if I could just plant one more big one on them, oh, how I would love to do that. Then this morning, in just a few moments, when you kiss Jesus, you are kissing your loved ones. You're kissing the whole family of God that's gone before us. This is such a holy moment. We are God's children now. This is our reality now. And by faith, we can see this undying family that surrounds us. And yet, what will we see? What will come? John talks about that too. He says, what we shall be has not yet been revealed. We do know that when it is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. What will be? Well, think of heaven this way, like it's going to be a great big family reunion. Except those of you who have really big families and you've been to a big family reunion before, sometimes you get there and you're like, who's that guy? Or 
you know, how are we related to her? It will not be like that. We will have personal, perfect love for each person in heaven. I want you to do this for me. If you would, think right now of somebody on earth that you just so dearly love. Call somebody to mind. They probably, like, you know, give you a love rush when you think about them, right? Your heart just bursts if you take a look at them. Maybe they're sitting right next to you right now or down the pew from you. All right, so as you're thinking about that person, how much you love them, it's still not perfect, is it? I mean, sometimes, be honest, you get grumpy and impatient and selfish. Maybe you manipulate them or you use them to get what you want. And they're not perfect either. They annoy you or they anger you or they hurt you sometimes. And maybe you lash out at each other once in a while. You really, I mean, you're, you love each other, but it's just, it's not perfect. But imagine if it was perfect. Completely. You gave them everything. You hold nothing back. You always put them in front of you. And they did the same for you. Completely unselfish. See, that, that would be heaven, right? But wait, there's more. Not only the person that you draw, you've been bringing to mind that you love so dearly, you will have the capacity to so purely, so perfectly love each person in heaven. You will be able to love specifically, so fully, every unrepeatable person that God has made. You are going to have all of eternity to gaze in love and in wonder at the beautiful masterpiece, the unique masterpiece that God has made in each and every one of his saints, that sea of people. And they, all those saints, your family, will look at you and love you and do the same towards you. That's heaven. This is us now, right? This is who we are now. We are God's family now, but this is who we will be. We will see it. We will live it forever. This is our hope. And that's why John finishes with these words. He says, everyone who has this hope based on Jesus makes himself pure as he is pure. Would you just pray with me right now? Oh, Jesus. Jesus, this will be us. Thank you, Jesus. This will be us. But make it us now, Lord. Perfect us now. Purify our love for each other now. Make us your saints. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and confess our faith.